for the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. This is Caleb Truth, and you're now listening to Beyond the Veil on InnerLightRadio.com, where we go beyond the surface level of reality and dive deep to reveal truths and exciting revelations. Thank you so much for joining us again for this week's show. Uh, We're going to be continuing on our conversation from last week, because last week's show was about uh, cultivating more awareness with men uh, and their emotions and relationships. And we got into so many juicy things. We ran out of time and we were just on the tip of getting into the causes and reasons behind why men have a problem uh, communicating their emotions while in relationship. And I'm so excited to continue this conversation because it's very close to my heart and it's a very serious thing. You know, it's something that we really have to, uh, I guess, think about and feel it and and see how these consequences of not communicating emotion is, is harming ourselves and, and our relationships. Um, we're going to be, I guess, breaking it down into like top 15 reasons why men may have difficulty uh, communicating uh, their emotions. But before we get into that, I came across an interesting article on uh, uh, www.cmha.ca, which is the Canadian Mental Health association so this article was talking about the the i guess relevance of mental health in men in this period of time and how there's there's been a lack thereof uh for a while and so according to the toronto men's health network even the concept of men's health is relatively new in canada according to Dr. Don McKeary, the co-chair of the Men's um, Mental Health uh, Network. Um, uh, This article goes on to talk about uh, many things. I'm just going to read a quick paragraph from this article quickly before we dive into the conversation. So here we go. Male and societal attitudes have fostered the silence. The women's health movement was very self-directed, says Dr. McKeary. Women banded together to work on problems with health delivery. Men don't want to do that. We have calculated a culture in our society that men have to be tough, men have to be strong, and our society is very good at punishing uh, gender deviation in men. Weakness is not considered to be masculine. The code governing men's behavior is one of the prime barriers preventing men from seeking help. According to UK-based mentalhealth.com, men may feel it's weak and unmanly to admit to feelings of despair. Because it's easier for men to acknowledge physical symptoms rather than emotional ones, their mental health problems can go undiagnosed. Beliefs about masculinity also encourage men's general lack of interest in health issues. Many men simply don't believe they are susceptible to depression. So why bother learning about it? Similarly, uh, similarly risky behavior seen, especially in younger men, including abuse of alcohol and drugs and violence can mask their emotional problems, both from themselves and their physicians. Western society's view of the value of men is, un- is, is seen as an important factor affecting men's mental health. An Australian study suggested that there is a strong element of negativity in our culture about men. 
which cannot contribute to positive mental health. Greater recognition of the significance of men's roles as fathers and partners would help men cope with the difficulty feelings, uh, sorry, difficult feelings that accompany uh, breakup and the loss of full access to their children. The social isolation experienced by many men at such a time is believed to be a factor in the high rate of suicide amongst divorced men. And yeah, going back to these stats that I read uh, last weekend, or sorry, not last weekend, last Thursday on the show, um, it was it was staggering. Uh, there was a study that was done in the UK, and it's, it says that in 1981, 62% of suicides in the UK were male. And in 2014, this figure had risen to 76%. Suicide is the single biggest cause of death in men under the age of 45 in the UK. And I think it's pretty safe to assume that the numbers in the United States are probably quite similar. Uh, the article goes on to say to uh, to um, discuss, you know, the reasons why, you know, this might be happening. And this is I feel like, again, this is something that we all really need to stop and think about. Like, if we're not creating a safe space for our brothers to you know, process their emotions and get support, that's that's an issue. That's something we, you know, we, we really need to work on fixing as a community. So this week, I'm going to welcome back my, my guest, Chris, back onto the show. Chris, thank you so much for joining me again. Hey, hey, <laughs> I'm psyched for this. This is this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Thank so, you for like, having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Like I'm like again, you're a leader in your community. You organize a lot of events. You have this uh, men's group that you organize. And I, I, as soon as I learned about you and what you're doing, I was so inspired and grateful because I feel like we need more of that. So, like before, I want to read a quote. But before I get into that, um, can you tell everybody a little bit of the background on that? Like, like what inspired you to set up this men's group? Um, definitely my own struggles with repressed emotions, with, with addiction, um, and with chronic pain, I've definitely felt the, uh, some serious effects of not being in tune with my emotional experience. And I've experienced a lot of pain and, and suffering, and I would love to alleviate that. I would love to shorten the time that men experience this uh, this suffering and pain from being cut off from our own emotional experience and um, this is happening this is this is this is what I'm doing and I'm and I'm offering space for for myself and for more men to feel comfortable to come to know how they feel and just to really come come into our, our hearts and know that it's okay to live from that space and not only to live from that space um, as in caring for others, but to truly and, and deeply care for ourselves, which does mean coming into tune with, with emotions that um, can be perceived as more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So what has your experience been thus far in organizing and managing this group? Like what has the response been from the community? Well, Definitely, definitely keep wanting more. Um, it's it's really it's really amazing to to see what happens when men really spend say four or five hours together and just really express how it is that they're feeling and just just even just the the day to day uh, struggle. Um, just a form to be able to to speak about uh, stress and to speak about what is causing stress and to be in a place to really receive from other men um, what's working and to just be in a space of of solidarity or acknowledgement um, that this is challenging that this is this is hard to to tune into um, our emotional experience after after numbing it for for so long, uh, being being taught that that was the way to to do things, you know, uh -huh. and, that, and that was the way to fit in, and that was the way to become accepted in society, and that was and at the very core, that's the way to be loved is um, is to not fully completely show um, our emotions and to be more of a protector to 
to serve and to not be a burden to others by going too deeply into our emotional experience. Um, almost as if we're not affected by reality in, in, in the same way that like women and children are, which is just pretty bizarre. I'm, I'm not exactly sure the point that it happens that, um, that little boys suddenly their feelings don't matter as much. Um, but it, yeah, that's definitely something interesting to explore and to like go back and observe. Like when, what's that breaking point? You know, is it age nine? Is it age 11, 12? And like, if that'd be an interesting study for people to do, I think to conduct, if they can figure that out, they can maybe, you know, create some programs where, you know, they're like, okay, guys, you're going through puberty now, you know, you're experiencing all kinds of weird hormonal, like changes and stuff. And, you know, we need to talk about dealing with that. You know, we got to have that sex talk <laughs> and then we got to talk about emotions and um yeah like on the last week's show you brought up this point about apathy and i really felt that i was like damn that's legit and and i think that that is a serious issue out there where as a result or a consequence of not accepting processing and observing your own emotions like it makes you become like a robot where it's like you're not really fully accessing the full spectrum of your 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 own humanity. One 100%. And I would love to just share something that I think brings more clarity to why there's such a high level of apathy in men. Think th think about moments that you're quite anxious about something. So just take an experience where where you're feeling anxiety and then imagine kind of pushing that back, numbing that, maybe eating a bunch of food or kind of for, for men, one, one response is to, is to get angry, angry that we have this like vulnerability and then maybe, uh, maybe go work out, which is a healthy way, but it's still kind of fueling that, that anger, maybe not necessarily taking the time to, to process it, but imagine doing this over and over again. So you're feeling anxious, you're feeling insecure, and then you just keep pushing it away, keep pushing it away. Think to the degree that you would feel doing that 10 or 20 times and the 20th time, how much anxiety you would actually feel. And then think about doing this 100 times and then 1,000 times. So the, the level of insecurity and anxiety that is actually in most men and what I've been continually exploring in myself, that's most definitely still there. <laughs> um, obviously, there's layers that have been uncovered. Uh, this is why there's so much apathy because – um, if men truly let down all of their guards, let's just say at once, there would be a very insecure uh, person there, not as strong of a sense of self, more of a sense of self based upon an identity that was created to fit into this culture that we've created. Mm -hmm. And like, like, I feel like as a, again, as a consequence of a man doing that to himself, it, like he creates a false sense of identity. That's wrapped mm -hmm. around all obviously cultural programs, uh, religious programs, you know, what's accepted, what's not accepted, uh, that kind of a thing. And then it's kind of a sad thing, I feel that like, you know, there's a, there could be a lot of men walking around who are not even able to fully express who they actually are. And then in, uh, again, as another consequence of that, if these men really want to be in a deeper, soulful, loving relationship, and experience deeper intimacy, not just sexual intimacy, but, you know, other forms of intimacy through communication and touch and and sharing like it's going to being in this energy of not really being who you are as a result of suppressing your emotions and expressing those emotions is going to create a, a boundary or a block to that. And mm -hmm. I and yeah, that's I, I feel I feel for these guys. I like I, I want these men to be able to experience you know, amazing love and be lit up on the inside from that, you know, whether they're transgender, you know, homosexual, heterosexual, doesn't matter. I feel like I just, I would love to see a world where all men are, you know, thriving, being who they are, and like they get to be in these magical relationships. <laughs> yeah, totally. Other, Otherwise, we're just more on a primitive level, having our our, our physical needs met and when we experience an emotion it could be it could be a lot more uh selfish as far as oh i'm feeling i'm feeling really sad right now so i'm gonna just 
blame it on the circumstance. Um, maybe, maybe we chose to do, I chose to do what my partner wanted to do, but now all of a sudden I'm not feeling good for some particular reason. And then it could just simply like label it as, Oh, it's because I'm doing this. And when we're not like truly in tune with our emotional experience, um, it's so easy to, to displace responsibility. And, and in that it's going to ruin our relationships. Um, if we don't know how we feel our, our emotions, whether we like it or not, and, and even like the best entrepreneurs and big business people, it's still decisions are made emotionally. Oh yes, <laughs> Emotion absolutely. Always applies to every situation. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm on this other website right now, it's, uh, uh, Movember.com. And it's, it's, I think it's called Movember Foundation. And it's a pretty awesome website. And right when you land on this website, there's an amazing quote that I want to share. And it says, to be a man of less anxiety, I had to be a man of more words. So mm. how, do, how do you feel about that? Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't feel that's, it's that black and white, but... I feel I feel things can get convoluted, <laughs> to be honest, with with too much words. But we definitely need to to speak more. I feel like when we allow ourselves to speak from how we deeply feel, especially from emotions that have been processed, um, there may be a lot of words, but there may there may just be a few. And I feel as our true voice is heard more as men and women. Um, we feel less of a need to be heard um, because we know when we do speak, we will be heard because it's coming from a truthful space and that will resonate. And that I feel, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, as long as you, as long, like if I'm relating with you, Kay, and you're, you can really acknowledge how I'm feeling, you know, you don't have to do anything about it, but just the fact that I can express and you can, and you can acknowledge and, and see what it is that I'm experiencing feeling like that's, that's more than enough. Like mm-hmm. that's, um, that's like the greatest gift you could, you, you could ever give me, you know? I was, I was actually, interestingly, I was talking to my partner this morning about the gift of understanding and how I, I was telling him that to me, understanding someone or even a person, place, thing, whatever, it opens up a door to a greater sense of empathy and compassion and even love. And and then to me, that whole act is is like freedom. Like it has this free flowing kind of energy. And yes. definitely um, when we get into this like sacred space you're talking about, that's so important where you know, a person's able to communicate, you know, their emotions and just kind of sit in it. And we allow them that space to sit in it. Even if it's wild and crazy and completely dysfunctional and irrational, sometimes we need to be in that space and people just need to like get it and understand that and just let it flow. And once we do that and we're able to allow that person to just let it out and we, like you say, try to like step back and try to understand what it is they're experiencing. We allow, it seems like, you know, this, this energy of understanding that comes in where we can empathize and can have greater sense of compassion. And I think if we did that for one another, man, this world would be a very different place right now, which is why we'll have this discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, totally. And I didn't, I didn't specifically say the word understanding because, because I feel like I don't even expect that, but I feel like as long as we always go into a situation mm-hmm. see, seeking to understand, I think that that's so beautiful. I, I've come to I've come to realize that not everybody will, and that that's okay, you know, you know, and some and sometimes we're expressing things that are complex that we're still working through, and just to just to know that you're like holding space and like you're there as like a mirror for me. And that you, that you like want to do that, that that's like, that, that that's a way for you to show love and that, and, and to feel that care is, is so beautiful. It gives me more, more confidence and more, and more of a feeling of love and like a loving spacious container for me to be able to um, process my emotions when I'm alone, you know, and when I'm mm-hmm. going through my, th- through my day to day. So it's like, you don't even need to always come to an understanding or there even to be a solution in conversations with, 
with men um but just just to hold that space and just to even know that you're there is is just absolutely massive that's 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 totally awesome now like going going further now getting into these like 15 reasons why men could have uh issues communicating their emotions the first on the top of the list is problematic childhood and going more deeply into that uh there's a discussion around you know children specifically men being in family environments that have high stress and perhaps you know domestic violence going on or like domestic abuse and how you know this can definitely affect you know the child and make them kind of go inwards and kind of close themselves off mm. and then as a result of that you know as they experience relationships throughout their lives, if that kind of goes unresolved, they may have an issue, you know, opening that space up and then letting someone else in. So, like, what are your your thoughts and or ideas about that? Well, it's it's definitely true. <laughs> it's it's definitely true, and I think so many can relate to growing up in a in a stressful environment. I I know my dad was stressed often. Um, when I was born, my, my mom had OCD. She's had like se- severe depression. She's, um, she's, she's gone through a lot. And I know my dad was taking care of a household of five Two two of my mom's like adopted, uh, he, he adopted two of her kids and then, and then they had me and I just, my experience affected me so much. There was levels of anxiety that I had no idea that I was holding on to. And I definitely want to say this to, to all men right now is that it's, it's completely okay to, to have, to recognize that you have any level of mental disorder. Like the, the awareness of that is already like half of it. And to know that so much of this does come from, from our childhood, I think is, is really important because we weren't conscious and all we can do is make better decisions based upon what we're conscious of. And if we're not allowing ourselves to be conscious of just our family history and to bring more of those things up, maybe talk to your parents more if that's available or talk to your siblings more to just even to be able to relate more about how you were raised and and how you grew up. It might help to understand uh, where you are now as I've had to do a lot of that work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks so much for sharing those intimate details of, of your family history. Like I think definitely when I grew up, I grew up in Brampton here in Ontario, uh, Canada. And definitely, yeah, I was around a lot of families that had a lot of stuff going on, you know, all kinds of complicated situations. And I, I, I really saw how the, I'm not, I don't want to, judge speaking of judgment that's going to be going to the next <laughs> next point but <laughs> it seemed it seemed that like you know some some of these parents didn't have the tools to process their own emotions and as a result uh from being high stressed or going through domestic issues with their partners projected a lot of unnecessary negativity onto their kids mm. this was a huge problem uh, in my community when I was growing up. And I think I, I might even talk about that on another show. But speaking about judgment, uh, it seems that, you know, men have this issue of coming forth with their emotions or feelings because they're afraid of how they're going to look to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what holds us back so, so much. You know, if I have this idea that you are going to perceive me as someone weak or maybe that I don't have anything to offer you when I'm in my vulnerability because it's such a big deal like for me and and I know for a lot of men to 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 give and to show that we are that we are here to to serve and being in a space of vulnerability where say I'm I'm not fully aware of how I'm feeling on an emotional level and maybe that's impacting um, me getting some of the things I need to get done during the day to to just simply be open in that space. Um, I've had to move through a lot of layers and still at times do to express from that place because uh, my prior beliefs around that were, you know, that, well, why would you, why would you want to be there for me? I'm not offering you anything like, like, and now you're just going to see what I was judging myself as, as, 
a, a weak person who mm-hmm. who doesn't have anything to offer and and almost like I'm tuning into this innocence in myself that's like childlike. So now I feel like you're going to see me as like a child. <laughs> and so it's like, and I think uh, I think that's totally yeah. okay. I think that's a beautiful thing. Like I think we all need to value our inner child in in its full spectrum. For you know? real, for real. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 I feel when that's truly like when we're really letting that be expressed, it's the the parent like our the parent of ourselves, like yes. the part that's listening to that child automatically simultaneously is is there you know absolutely definitely um going on to the next one uh dealing with men and expressing their emotions and is the idea that maybe they don't know how to express their emotions maybe they grew up in a community or an environment where they didn't have a prominent male figure in in their life to show them how it's done so what are your ideas about that yeah, I, I feel that's I feel that's true when especially growing up in some more toxic environments or just conflict, I think like we all deal with with conflict. And I feel a lot of the time we relate to conflict as in these emotional experiences that are that are overwhelming and usually end in say maybe both parties being upset or or not completely uh, happy. Um, so I feel when we're afraid of, of conflict, it really, it really affects us from having those conversations that in reality, when we're conscious and with our emotional experience and taking responsibility for, for our own emotions, um, the, the situations end up being resolved and that there is resolution mm-hmm. when previously it was just conflict and conflict was seen when um when we're younger and we see our parents like in conflict or or expressing their emotions and then they just get really angry and then maybe doors are slammed or there's yelling and there's all these things it makes it makes us not want to (laughs) express those emotions that we're feeling that might be true as much because we've been shown that um we've been shown what it creates and in reality I think almost always we know what the truth is in a situation. It's how we're delivering the message. And if we're delivering it with compassion, we're delivering it with, with patience, are we delivering it with space to understand the other person that we're interacting with? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes, I feel all of that. And like I also want to like just drive this point home that I think the the longer men take to finally make these steps to have the courage to take these steps to start expressing more of their emotions it seems that like the older you get the harder it's gonna get Mm. and i I feel like you know Mm -hmm. if you haven't started yet now's a good time (laughs) (laughs) yes yes that's that's why you're listening right now (laughs) (laughs) so on to the next one um trying to maintain confidence it seems that, like, again, you know, men feel like they can't fully, you know, shoulder vulnerability because they have to put on this facade. They got to show themselves, you know, in this this false sense of ego where they're fully confident all the time. And it's like this kind of attitude, like, fake it till you make it kind of thing. You can't show that you're not sure of yourself or think other things you're doing, you know, that you're insecure or, you know, you're just questioning certain things. It's like, you know, they want to put on this act. It's like, I got my shit together. Everything's good. You know, I got this. I'm going to do it. Everything's going to be fine. And that that's like, again, it puts a lot of stress and pressure on the psyche and that, yeah, that it could lead to other consequences. So yeah. What are your, what are your feelings and thoughts on that? Oh, wow. Yeah. I think that's a huge one. That's, that's, that's one of the biggest, um, it's, it's so important as, as a man to, to feel confident and to, and to feel competent as well. And I think we've, we've lived in a, we live in a culture where (laughs) you've been given success just for showing confidence on the outside, you know, wearing the right wearing the right attire, the right look, talking in, in, in a certain way. And 
that even just doing those things, you, you can make it in a certain level of say like business and like sales and, and that type of stuff. So it's been, it's been rewarded. Even fake, fake confidence has been rewarded. And I say that as in fake confidence, as in it's, it's an identity that's been created that can only be upheld for a certain period of time. Eventually that mask has to be taken off or you'll go completely crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's what leads to like addictions. That's what leads to, you know, binge drinking and, and smoking. And, and as the list goes on to more and more um, severe addictions, because there's, there's no space to release. There's no space to, to fully relax, um, to uphold this, this confidence in this identity is energy. It's work and you need to be on guard on some type of a level. Um, otherwise, if you start to show vulnerability, <laughs> then this identity is going to start to break and crack. And um, to be in a space where this, these, this identity and any other identities that are being upheld are, are seen as the facade that they are, it's... Um, it's it's a it's a it's a scary thing. It brings mm-hmm. up fear to be in a space where you're we're just back into our essence. We're just back into to our innocence. And not to say there's anything wrong with putting on a mask. I I totally feel you can put on a conscious mask, but um it's to be aware of the identity that you're creating for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, there's anything wrong with that. We're going to go on a quick break and when we come back, we're going to pick up on exploring more of these reasons why men have difficulty expressing their emotions in relationships. So we will be right back. to the right place. My name is Caleb Truth and I'm your catalyst dedicated to sharing good vibes, mind expanding and heart centered information. Knowledge is power. In this fast paced world, it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life. On this radio program, I save you time and energy by sharing awesome people new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution. For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. All right, and we're back. This is K-Love Truth, and you're listening to Beyond the Veil on InnerLightRadio.com. 
com. If you're just joining us, we're continuing our discussion on exploring the reasons why men may have difficulty communicating their emotion while in relationship. And so the next thing that I want to I want to dig into here is this idea of men having a difficulty expressing their emotion because they want to protect their partner. And so in a in a relationship men often feel the need to be like protector provider and you know in this role they try to shoulder all the burdens and all the stress and I think like this this can be problematic you know because they put this pressure on themselves and they want to make their partner happy and feel secure and they want to have everything done correctly and um I think uh, something that needs to be reminded in some men out there I feel is that a partnership means sharing of life and its difficulties so I feel like it's unfair uh you know to put these societal programs into men where they got to take on all this pressure financially or whatever it is you know like we don't have to do those things actually we can decide how we want to be in relationship and come to an agreement of how this relationship is going to happen with the partner that we're with um and yeah so sharing responsibilities like means like more openness and i feel it cultivates a healthier relationship but yeah so chris like what's your what's your opinion on that like i feel like that happens a lot in the more traditional communities that are out there yeah actually i have a question for you there um just just before we go into this i I just want to mention um if anyone wants to get a hold of me you can find me on facebook chris dub you can check out my website consciousnessnow.ca uh, which will give you information about kundalini yoga classes I run, uh, men's group. You can also find that info on a Consciousness Now uh, Facebook page. And I also do one-on-one work, breath sessions, emotional processing. So, yeah, check me out there. Got a lot of uh, amazing self-love through self-awareness uh, type of practices. I'm, I'm going to do like a little plug there quickly. I've experienced him firsthand. He came into my my business class over the past winter and we did like some breathing exercises and I think we also did a meditation in that session. And I got I got to tell I got to tell you all after we did these exercises, I felt high. I felt high <laughs> on life. I felt so good. I didn't even know that I could feel that good just from doing basic breathing exercises. It was pretty awesome. So again, like check his stuff out, reach out to him on, on like through email or Facebook. I feel that like he's not going to steer you wrong. You're going to end up having an amazing experience. Uh, Thank you, Kay. Yeah, I literally, especially Kundalini yoga class, I, I I guarantee a transformational experience. It's um, there's, that much confidence in it but it really brings you into your center into your equilibrium and it cultivates more awareness and this becomes standard it's uh, you know i think like anything we experience um something good long enough that's like good and healthy for us we we don't settle for less and um kundalini yoga breath work all, all this kind of stuff i would give you information for free just to go if you want more tour on your own so please please get a hold of me and i would uh I would love to, you know, support in ways that I can. Awesome. Um, so I'm curious. So what's this question that you wanted to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what you're talking about like protector and and provider, and I feel like this is a really big deal. It's a big deal for me for for women to feel that they can feel confident in in my presence, but also feel confident to to let me lead. And also feel confident to be heard so that you can lead when you know the way. Say if I'm kind of <laughs> steering us a little onto a rocky road or something like that. But I'm I, I'm curious, like, what to you is is like ideal for the energy of being a protector and provider? Like, what do you feel that you, you need from a man in that role? Ooh, tis very juicy. <laughs> 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 wow talk about going deep my lord <laughs> i feel like i don't know i'm a scorpio female and with that comes some very powerful energies i have my own energy that you know is very protective and a lot of people who meet me on on, on first 
experience, I've had this comment said to me many times, like, you know, like you're very protective over your people. And I said, yes, yes. You know, I'm glad you realized that. Cause like when I, when I'm, when I've decided to have people in my life, whether it's community or relationship, I cherish that it's sacred to me. So I will do whatever it takes to protect that. And, you know, often in, in relationship, we see that, you know, the values that we have and the expectations we have of ourselves, we project onto our partners. So it's very uh, important for a person to be aware of these things they have themselves, their expectations and the ways they perceive things and what they like and don't like. And it's kind of going back to what I discussed in previous shows with my guest Dasha about the love styles knowing your love style and, 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 you know, knowing your partner's love style. So I going along with that to further finish answering the question. Like I, because I am a protective person, I also appreciate when my partner is protective and because I'm a person who's often, you know, protecting everybody else, you know, sometimes if I, I, it feel, it feels nice to have someone in my corner protecting me for once so that I like, I know that, you know, no matter what happens, I have someone in my corner. Um, for, for real, could you, could you give me an example of that? Like, like a healthy way of of a man protecting you. And I know, obviously, that that differs from circumstance to circumstance. But like, what does that protective, like, how is that protective energy manifested? Ooh, you put me in the hot seat. <laughs> um, I feel like it can it can be expressed in in different ways. Uh, you know, it could be emotional protection or it could be physical protection. And I think both are very sexy and, and very acceptable in my books. So, you know, a partner could be protecting me um, from myself where maybe they act? see me having um, damaging perceptions of myself uh, behaviors that aren't healthy. And so they might want to talk to me about that or mention it. Or it could be wanting to protect me from somebody else emotionally where they see that someone's draining me out or not being fair or mistreating me. And they also point those things out. Or it could be physical where I'm in a public area and, you know, someone tries to jump me or something. I think it would be very sexy to know that my (laughs) man kind of helped me handle that. And I mean, again, I'm a Scorpio female. Like I pack my own kind of punch. So <laughs> I find in being able to also throw down what I need to throw down. And it's not to like encourage violence or celebrate violence, but I, I feel like as a female growing up, I rebelled against these, these concepts of what's feminine and what's masculine. And I challenged a lot of men in sports and in, in other areas just to show them like, listen, man, just cause I'm a female doesn't mean I can't outrun you. Doesn't mean I can't go build a house. It doesn't mean I can't do any of these things. I will yeah. do it. I'll show yeah. you. And yeah. then you're going to have to change. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't have to, but I, I, I think it'd be a pretty damn good idea at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going to that point, I made sure that I was physically strong. I didn't want to be stuck in these situations where, you know, I'd have to be relying on a man all the time to do things. I wanted to be self-sufficient for myself. And so, again, going into sports, working out, uh, getting to gymnastics, having a passion for martial, martial arts and all these things, like, definitely helped to, like, get my body to be a little bit more tough. And it's not to dishonor my gentility, to dishonor my sacred femininity, but to support it, yeah. you know, to keep it healthy by also, you know, strengthening the other side of my energy, which is masculine, because we were all a combination of both energies. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel that <laughs> yeah, I feel that power coming through to to express you know your yourself as a woman through your masculinity you know which is a which is incredible. Thank you. <laughs> so for for one, that's refreshing to hear that that somebody who is really cultivating those protector and provider qualities within themselves um, still appreciates and. I don't want to say on a level of need, but could could I say need um, a man that is a protector and a provider in in your life, or could you uh, reword that for me if that doesn't feel <laughs> that doesn't feel good? <laughs> um, I don't know personally. Uh, yeah, I I mean 
I, I feel like the, it's all about like what this article is, is stating here, having shared responsibilities. So both people are empowering themselves to, to, to like express their femininity and express their masculinity. So yeah, in partnership, I look, I look for a balance of both these things. Like, I want to be independent in my own ways, financially, physically, emotionally, whatever. I want to be self-sufficient. I want to I want to have my stuff together. And then I also would like a partner that's also doing their work to have their stuff together. And again, you're not going to have everything perfect. There's going to be times where I'm more in a fragile state and I'm like messing things up and same thing for them. But it's all about developing. And again, through speaking our emotions, cultivating deeper sense of intimacy and understanding. So when you're in those flux periods, you can navigate them with more ease and return back to points of more peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And this is one area that I really want to touch on when it comes to this protector and provider is um, as far as to men is being more that protector and provider really does call for us to be a more emotionally aware as as women naturally, correct me if I'm wrong, I would say naturally are do take more responsibility for the emotions of those around them. I have and, to totally agree with that. Yeah, so really we're taking a burden off of our partner by being emotionally aware of ourselves and she will thank you for it. She will not mind holding space for you whatsoever um, when you're coming to to terms with how you're feeling in a situation because once you know you're going to take action and you're going to get that shit done you know and mm-hmm. and we're learning that we can ask for some support in that as well but you know the way that we've been brought up i think men and women more than ever are are independent so we might need a little a little less help but to know that 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 support is is open for us um and to know that we can really only get that support by being in tune with our emotions because the emotions are the driver to actually express what it is that we that we need and want. Um, mm-hmm. I think just knowing that, just knowing that the psychology around um, coming to know your emotional experience and expressing it, it really it brings it to an inevitability. Um, you know, it's like, OK, well, do I, am I going to just keep pushing this off or am I going to let myself become aware now? And this takes time out of the equation. Then it just becomes choice. You know, um, I can I can choose to be with how I'm feeling, or what's the alternative? You know. Mm-hmm. So like going like we're like we're getting to the, the closely to the end of the program here, and it, it's and still there's still so much to discuss. Um, but one thing <laughs> I definitely wanna wanna touch on here is, man, there's a, there's there's a couple reasons that I feel can create some serious blocks in in men with emotion um and so going back through this 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 article and if you guys want to check this uh uh article out it's at www.thetalko.com and it's 15 reasons uh men have difficulty sharing emotion so if you google that i'm sure you'll you'll be able to bring that up and follow along with us here but uh, I'm going to like skip a couple here because I think we've kind of covered that in, in, in our previous uh, points here. But going into immaturity, I feel like this is something that a lot of women experience, unfortunately, uh, in relationship. And, and, and I think, yeah, there's, there's definitely a sense of emotional immaturity in some men out there. And it can be, it can be quite frustrating and um, not sexy. <laughs> the real turn off, you know. And I mean, and but one one thing for me that that's shocking is I've come across older men, you know, like men that are like forty plus that are still very much immature in their emotions. And I always think to myself, like, what the heck happened to create this? Like, you know, I feel like I should be able to look up to you and learn from you in these areas. And it seems like you haven't done the work. Like, why? Why did this? Why did this happen? And it was a it, it was a eye opening thing to me, you know, to realize that just because someone's older doesn't mean they've grown, and it doesn't mean they have all the answers. It doesn't mean that they've done this inner work in themselves. Unfortunately, I think it's a little bit sad when I see that, because you know, essentially they're blocking their own growth from not doing that work. But yeah, so to that point, like, what's what's your feel on that? Like emotional immaturity in men. Uh yeah, well, it's 
it, it happens. I definitely I've seen it in you know fifty, sixty, seventy year old men as well. Um, you know these are the these are the emotions that just don't get checked. You know, um, people aren't called out on it enough. Um, and not that you need to call someone out on these things, but if this isn't happening, if this isn't happening for men in their intimate relationships, then somebody has to say something in more of like a group social setting. If somebody's being like really immature or in- inappropriate about a situation, um, I feel like that it's really back into like just purely like selfish as far as the emotions are there to serve to meet your own needs and like your own physical like survival you know and Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a lot of what immaturity is is just not being able to um you're not present with your emotional experience so you're you're no longer present with the complexities of how life is now and the emotions that correspond to all that so it's Mm -hmm. it's it's easier after a while just just to cut off because there's um there's a lot to know you know we're 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 living in in a growing culture a culture that's becoming liberated and um just as much as we're becoming going beyond dependence and going into interdependence um that involves being fully um independent you know at the same time Mm-hmm. So um, moving on to the next thing, we're, we're running out of time here quickly. I want to cover at least two more points here and get into uh, the advantages of expressing your emotions and then some tools to help you express. Um, but yeah, so going going back to this article here, and I'll, I'll post a link to this if you're all following me from Facebook. I'll post a link to this on my page so you can uh, take a look. So it'll be posted on Caleb Truth uh, page on Facebook. So check that out later. So bad relationships. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What a huge thing for all of us, actually, not just, just for, for men, but the damage it can do to us mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. I feel like I've had experiences with, with men in my past that just came out of like a horrible, horrible relationship that I guess traumatized them in, in, in many ways. And, uh, I would try to like help them process these things and, you know, ask them questions about what what actually happened. And obviously getting answers was very difficult in some situations. And I was clearly seeing that they were were repeating toxic patterns from their previous relationships and then projecting that into the current relationship, like perhaps perceiving me in this, like as if I am this person of their past. And I think this happens to a lot of us. And I feel that that's why they usually say after you exit a relationship, not to go back into another one so quickly. You know, to give give yourself space and time to process. But yeah. so, what are your what are your thoughts on that? On men like getting hurt in, you know, even if the even the relationship wasn't toxic, just getting hurt in general through past relationships, and then that creating a blockage in them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's big time. Well, and we we learn to have certain emotional needs met in those intimate relationships, and then when this relationship breaks off, it's almost thought to go into another one because that's like the only place that men are given permission to, to be on some level emotionally vulnerable and like in more of an intimate romantic relationship. And, um, and already that's a problem and though in the intimate romantic relationship to have your emotional needs met. So, you know, when these bad relationships happen and then you don't feel you have anywhere to turn, um, I've, I, I experienced like years of, of recovering from, from back to back two year relationships where I was living with, with women. And, um, it was just, just such a mess. Um, and like physical, physical problems that, made me aware of these emotional and mental problems. But um, I, I feel really it came to I came to I had to let myself grow. I had to let myself continue to go in the direction that I was going without getting full resolution of why I made all the decisions I made in that relationship and to also go beyond blaming 
blaming my partner. Um, mm-hmm. I find a, a big cue to be aware of um, if you're with somebody new. If if they're still talking about their their partner and like past partners in more of a negative way, they probably haven't done the learning yet. Because through through understanding, you know, we, we see that all relationships, uh, you know, it, it takes two to tango. And although they may have done things to wrong and hurt you, you know, so so have you. And, exactly. Uh, and I always like to see when people own their own stuff in the relationship. You know, if mm-hmm. there's always bad talking the other one and not taking any responsibility for their part in it, I'm going to be like, yo, man, I think you really need to, like, think about the other perspectives here. <laughs> yeah, they're not ready for a new relationship yet, if that's mm-hmm. happening. Like, I, I can say that with, like, surety. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, um, I'm, like, really hyper aware of this with, with myself, too. Like, when I have discussions with my partner, like, I do talk about my past partner sometimes and things that happened and how it made me feel. And I think, I don't know, I would say I've done a pretty good job also of, like, also talking about the good stuff that I learned in the relationships, the good experiences. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and how that's made me who I am today. Like, I don't have any ill will for any of my exes or what happened. I'm like, whatever happened, happened. It was a learning lesson. And I had to integrate those lessons. And I think, like, relationships and work in a way where I feel like each rela- relationship is a stepping stone to your own um, potential, to your highest growth. And, um, yeah, and each one, each relationship is also building up to, like, more of, like, an ideal relationship that will really help to be a catalyst to bring you to that point of your highest growth. So, like, I think if people integrated that kind of perspective, it could make it a little easier to detach from the past and not live so much in the past. But think about the possibilities for the future. Um, One, so I wanted to, like, quickly get to this, and then I want to quickly talk about some advantages to processing your emotions and communicating them and then some tools <laughs> running out of time we have like four minutes left so but the, this last point in this article um that some men don't understand the importance of communicating emotion what do you feel about that yeah it's it, it's everything and this just leads back to the whole bad relationship thing it's creating an environment now of people in your life that you can just simply be and express your emotional experience. And to cultivate that is to do that in the relationships that you're already in and to continue to do that. And if there's space that isn't being held and there isn't a back and forth after a while, well, then, you know, it, that might not be a relationship that's, that's serving you and any longer. So I feel like we need to be creating environments for ourselves that we that we feel comfortable to express in and it might not feel comfortable at first but as long as as long as the emotions coming out and you are expressing um from that energy then you're doing the work um Mm -hmm. but i'd say like now do it now do it now like who feel into your relationships? Who do you feel comfortable expressing with? And, and and if you still have some some challenges inside of you, you have some sadness, you have some anger. Trust to, that you can just be with that person. That can come out, and you can set it up around a date at the gym, or a date and go running, or you can have a medium around it where it's not just this like full on you know psychology session. But um, there's people in your life right now where where you can just be real. And, uh, mm-hmm. Oh my lord, we got we got one minute to close. <laughs> so I figure I, I can almost do again another show on this, but perhaps like we'll 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 do a video next time and make it more ooh, interesting. <laughs> ooh, I like it. I like but, it. Um, uh, yeah. So I think like one, I would offer one tool for for men to use with each other, and then obviously I don't know how far that's going to go, but just when they're interacting with other men, just to like be like you know you know dude bro how you doing man like how you feeling, you know, and then like. Ask questions. Be perceptive with one another. You know, as we exercise this ability to have greater perception for other people's feelings and their emotions, we also help ourselves to process things at the same time. And it's kind of like that old adage where they say, you know, as you help others, you help yourself. So that that that's one thing that I would contribute to this conversation. <laughs> what what tool that you feel would also be good for men quickly? I think we probably have like thirty seconds. <laughs> Um, definitely becoming more aware of the subtle body. So a morning routine where you allow yourself to get in touch with your body, body, just hit the yoga mat and let yourself just simply feel awesome. All right. So 
thank you so much again, everyone, for tuning in. If you're listening, um, you can find me at Caleb Truth on Facebook and follow me there. And I will see you on next week's show. Yeah.